San Jose Sharks uh, prospect of the year, Ethan Cardwell, makes his debut on Locked On Sharks, where we discuss kind of his path to the draft. Uh, being one of the COVID kids with, with you know, pre-draft, um, playing in Barry, playing against some of the other uh, Sharks OHL guys. So all that and more on today's episode of Locked On Sharks. Your Locked On Sharks, your daily podcast on the San Jose Sharks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, welcome to Locked On Sharks, the premier hockey podcast covering your favorite team in the Bay Area. My name is J.D. Young, contributor at Inside the Rink, and I want to thank you for making Locked On Sharks your first listen Probably the part of the Lockdown Network. We cover your team every day, or at least three days a week right now, because we are in off-season mode. And if you want to be in every day, all you got to do is just follow along wherever you get podcasts, and you can watch on YouTube as well. And Sharks prospect Ethan Cardwell joins the show today, where we dive into kind of his pre-draft process, what it was like going uh during the COVID stuff, uh, going to go play in Sweden for a year. And then, you know, we talk about his teammate, Brent Clark, um, and plenty of other good stuff. Get to know Ethan a little bit off the ice um, as well. So uh, without further ado, let's get into it with Ethan Cardwell. And now we have Sharks uh, 2021 fourth round pick, Ethan Cardwell, uh, joining the show. Ethan, how's it going, buddy? Good. Uh yourself uh hanging in there so i know the last last bits of summer are coming to a close here we're going to be uh getting into the the grind of the season here really soon so um wanted to start with with kind of way back when you were kind of you know a young child when did you realize you could maybe turn hockey into a real thing i mean i kind of it was always a dream of mine. You, you grow up uh, wanting to play in the NHL and uh, my grandfather was fortunate enough to play in the NHL. So I feel like it was kind of, uh, and then my dad played uh, pro himself. So it was kind of just following in their footsteps, um, just realizing, okay, if you work really hard, uh, maybe this is a potential to turn something into this. And uh, no, it was, it was, it was always definitely a goal of mine and something that it was a dream. And then I think uh, when you kind of reach like you 14, you 15, you realize, mm-hmm. okay, well, the OHL is not too far away or the NCAA possibly. So um, kind of at that point, it, it changes uh, the mentality of the game rather than just going out there and playing to kind of playing with a purpose and uh, a goal in mind. So I always interest me, with, especially with like the OHL with trades, right? You originally drafted by Saginaw and then traded to Barry. What's it like being, you know, 16 years old, moving countries, uh, all that, everything that goes along with a, a trade uh, for someone of you know, that age? Yeah, I mean, first off, the draft going down to Saginaw for a first time. I was 15 at the time when I moved in, so it's a little bit of a, uh, a shock. Um, yeah. But, you know, I, I was ready for it. I, I knew what to expect for the two years leading up, so you kind of get prepared in that sense. But, uh, no, it was uh, it was a great opportunity. I kind of I loved every moment I had in Saginaw. Saginaw was a great town, great city, great fans, stuff like that. My billets were awesome to make me feel welcome and stuff like that at such a young age. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, getting treated. It's it's a little bit different. You know, you're you're still a young kid. You, you're processing everything. You're on one team. You, you get comfortable. You make all your friends and uh, they say, well, you're going to you're going to go to a different team. So 
that was uh it was another kind of adjustment period like okay i gotta adjust to my surroundings and at the same time i also gotta perform on the ice um within a matter of a day like i got traded and i had to play uh play that night so it was a whirlwind <laughs> experience but uh no i made the most of it so i was uh i was really happy with the way things worked out and then of course you you're you know you and a lot of your peers are kind of in that weird COVID era right um you were technically eligible for the 2020 draft uh very very uh you could have if you're born two weeks later right you'd be eligible for the 2021 draft but uh 2020 draft went through you didn't get drafted unfortunately um like how was that experience just because i mean with everything that was happening in the world at that time right i mean you know basically we were playing hockey and then the next day the world shut down so what was the experience like going into the draft and, and kind of that that i would assume disappointing not getting drafted experience yeah i mean like you said, it was kind of, we were just getting ready to gear up for playoffs. And next thing you know, the world shuts down and we were told it'd be a few weeks and we'd be back at it. And sure enough, nope. <laughs> canceled. And, then, and then even next season got canceled. So, I mean, it was a, it was a bit of a shock. And I think like everything um, had to take it in stride. I mean, every, everyone kind of got shut down. And mm -hmm. I mean, at the, at the end of the day, we were playing a sport that we love and that's so fun and we weren't getting paid at the time or anything like that. So it wasn't, that wasn't a big deal. I feel bad for those who were uh, kind of out of a job and everything like that. But for us to have to train and not play for so long, it was tough. And for me, I was just gearing up for that draft. I had high hopes of getting drafted that year, kind of had every expectation of getting drafted and, you know, uh, to slide on that day it was it was definitely disappointing I think it was the most adversity I had faced personally as a, as a hockey player up to that point kind of that letdown of having such high hopes and then mm -hmm. everything being crushed there but you know what I, I feel like that was probably the best thing that ever happened to me just uh in a circumstance that okay I, I realized where I was at and I, I said you know what I, I can you go two ways about this I can either kind of let this define me and and kind of give up on the dream or I can use this as extra motivation and kind of push forward and work even harder. So I think, uh, I think it was a great thing for me. Uh, and then of course, during you know, the, the COVID season, right. Uh, OHL never got back to play. I know we like the WHL had their kind of weird bubble season, the Q doing whatever the Q does. Um, you went over and played in Sweden. So what was that like playing in Sweden for a whole season? Sweden was awesome. It was my first chance to really kind of move away from home and, and live on my own. Right. Mm -hmm. And you always tell you live with billets who take great care of you. So Sweden was, it was a cool experience. I got to go with two of my best buddies, Blake Murray and Jack Thompson. Um, so to do that with them, we shared an apartment, we cooked, we cleaned, we ate, or we went grocery shopping. We did all the basic needs for ourselves. So it's the first time doing that and kind of realizing what, realizing what the real world's all about and then doing it uh, in a country that's so far away from home was cool too. But no, the the team and the and the town and our teammates made uh, made the experience so much fun and just to be able to play hockey was really fortunate in that year with uh, so much going on in uh, North America shutdowns and stuff to be able to get out there and and really just be able to showcase myself even if it was overseas but uh, to go through that experience it was uh, it was a hell of a time and just to even play there for three and a half months was uh, definitely a life changing experience. And then, of course, you get drafted in the, the 21, 21 draft by the Sharks. Uh, just a huge relief that, like, everything you've gone through and you finally get the, to enjoy this moment. Yeah, you know, you, you put in so much work uh, behind the scenes that uh, people may or may not see. And it, it's kind of just a self-reward to say, okay, well, it, it pays off. It, you're not doing all this for nothing. And it's just uh, 
it, it, it's a good feeling for sure. And, and at that point you take a day or two to celebrate it and then you kind of realize, okay, this is amazing. I got drafted, but this is only the beginning. Now all the hard work really starts and uh, you're in the real world of hockey now. Uh, are you a little jealous? You didn't get the full of stage experience. Like the guys do, you know, that, you know, getting into the zoom, is that the same putting on the, the hat at home uh, compared, you know, that they get the full yeah. everything now. It was definitely a little bit different. I mean, I was, yeah. I was on the road. Uh, I was in West Virginia with my family on a, on a golf trip. We were in North Carolina coming home. So um, to have it go down the way it did, I, I wouldn't change it for the world, but I mean, yeah, it would have been cool to be on stage, but uh, just to spend it with the, my three closest family members, obviously my brother and my parents, it was uh, it was a pretty special day. And I was fortunate enough the day I got back from the road trip to have a nice uh, big party at a, at our family restaurant uh, back home. All right, guys, before we finish up with Ethan, we talk about kind of his OHL days um, and what, uh, you know, what, what Sharks fans are getting in Quentin Musty and some of the other uh, players that other Sharks prospects that, uh, Cardwell's played against do need to take a quick break talk to you guys about our good friends over at FanDuel and uh, NFL season is basically here guys and if you want to uh, try to win some money FanDuel is the way to go America's number one sportsbook because right now new customers come at five bucks and you get two hundred dollars in bonus bets guaranteed plus all customers who bet Five dollars will get one hundred dollars off the NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. That is uh, an outstanding deal. Um, the YouTube have having NFL on YouTube this year is just going to make our lives so much easier. So, if you want to get in on that deal, now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use, and you can bet on everything from spreads to player props and more. So. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, so played for Barry for a couple seasons. What's your biggest, what's your bet? I always say, what's your, your personal highlight uh, from playing from Barry? I mean, personal highlight? Like You mean like my, my stuff on the ice or? Yep. Uh, well, yeah, your stuff on the eyes. What's what's the like? If you're you're starting your your clip, or, you know your highlight clip. Where you starting out at? Uh, I mean, I'd probably go with uh, in my first year there is before the COVID shutdown. I was fortunate enough to get four goals in one period in the first period of the game. So that was that was pretty cool. That's a pretty good one there. Yeah, that's yeah. that's <laughs> that's a good start. So, yeah. um, how about off the ice? What was your favorite thing about living in Barry? Probably just my billets. I was, I had, I had two billets. Um, it was, it was amazing. They were, they were incredible. Mm -hmm. uh, both of them. And then my last two years with, uh, with my billet family there, it kind of became the house that all the boys came over to all the time. So just the night spending there and in, in the basement or in the pool or just going golfing or playing ping pong, just countless memories in that regard. All right. And the Sharks had drafted a, you know, kind of, you know, that 2020 draft, they drafted a, a fair amount of OHL players, uh, you know, guys like uh, Brendan Coe, Daniel Gushin. Um, you played against these guys kind of night in, night out. What's it like going against these guys? But at the same time, you're like, you're probably going to be future teammates at some point. Yeah, I think it's definitely interesting. You play with so many guys in your career and you become mm -hmm. close friends. So, I mean, after you go to development camp, you, you build a relationship, you build a friendship and then next thing you know, you're, you're battling each other on the ice in very meaningful games, but I uh, know it's cool. I think it's a little bit of extra friendly competition. 
obviously you're you're all fighting for a spot on the sharks hopefully one day so it's kind of everyone wants to get the the leg up on the competition out there so it, it was definitely a cool touch to be able to play against those guys as much as I did and it, it kind of pushes you uh to, to even play a little bit harder in those games I think how good is Brent Clark <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think I've been asked that question a million times now, and uh, it's words can't even describe what he can do out there. It's it's just his mind, the way he thinks the game, and uh, mm-hmm. I was a beneficiary of that a lot. And I think we had a really good connection. I know where each other were on the ice, and uh, it worked out for the best in uh, both of our situations, I think. And uh, but yeah, no, it, it won't be any fun playing against him. Uh, hopefully, one day when he's on LA. And uh, but uh, yeah, no, he's he's one hell of a player. That's for sure. And then the Sharks, of course, drafted Quentin Musty, who you've played against before. So what are the Sharks getting with, with Musty? I mean, I think a, a very high-skill guy who's a big body, and he's got an incredible shot on him. Um, mm-hmm. Just from playing against him, obviously he's one of those guys that you kind of circle on the game notes to watch out for, especially for the defensemen and goalies. But uh, no, he's, he's definitely a good player. All right. And then last uh, training camp, you were one of the last players uh, who got sent back to the OHL. Um, you know, you, you hung around till the very, very end. What was the what was the message they, they gave to you or the front office gave to you when you went back? Yeah, I, I think the the main message was like you had a good camp. So I kind of I took that in stride. I, I was obviously a little bit disappointed to be sent back, but looking back at it now is definitely for the best, but uh, no, they were, they were happy with the way I performed and competed every day at camp. And that was kind of, uh, that was kind of nice knowing that uh, they had thought that of me at camp and, and I took that in stride and I figured, okay, well, if they think that of me now, I can go and excel at the junior level and kind of show them, uh, show them even more that I'm capable of and uh, build off that. So I just took that back to Barry and, and tried to really work on my game, um, iron out the 200 foot game and really mm. uh, just be a complete player. The the one that uh, they want at their uh, pro level. Yeah. I mean, the Sharks have been very, that's kind of been their MO, you know, you look at like Brendan Co. right. They sent back, they, they just, I think they want you guys to kind of get that last season and go just uh, kick ass for a season and in, in the juniors. So, um, so you mentioned kind of development camp this year, right? What do you think was, what was your biggest takeaway seeing, especially some of these new guys out there? Yeah, I think my biggest takeaway for me is uh, just play with confidence, really. I mean, I think in my first two development camps, you still go in there, you're a little bit like, I don't know, you want to say like maybe a little bit nervous, uh, scared to make plays, scared to mm. kind of be at your best. And and when you're free flowing and you're, you're just kind of letting the game come to you or even at practice, just gripping your stick a little lighter things go easier so I think that was it for me I think I had a real good development camp and I just I just felt good out there because I was comfortable this time and and that comes with being around for a little bit and being comfortable with the guys and stuff so yeah that was my biggest takeaway is just like there's no reason to to be shy or nervous or anything like that just kind of go out there and play your game and you're, you're there for a reason so that was kind of the biggest thing I went into camp with and, and realized that, okay, well, if, if it works like that at development camp, there's no reason it can't work like that at main camp. I know personnel changes and stuff like that, but yep. uh, just be confident in yourself and go out there and play to the highest capability. Who's your roommate? Oh man, I'm blanking right now. Um, I've had so many roommates. Uh, <laughs> oh, I was, I was with Danny Waite. Okay. Um, 
yeah, son of Doug Waits. So yep. he he was an awesome uh, he was an awesome guy. We had a great time together. Um, Patrick Marlowe, of course, uh, hired by the Sharks. Uh, what was it like? You know, probably soon a Hall of Famer uh, and Patrick Marlowe on the ice there, kind of giving you lessons. Yeah, it was definitely cool. I mean, um, I'm in San Jose now. Been, just got down here uh, three days ago, so I've started my last little phase of training for the summer and uh patty's been out here uh full mm. year with us uh the last few days just I, I was i was talking with kevin lebank today when we were standing in line and he we were saying like this guy's nhl ready today and it's <laughs> he's just he's such a pro out there the way he goes about his business he's obviously has so much skill but his work ethic tops it all and uh and a great guy definitely uh, has a lot of knowledge in the game and he, he's willing to and open to share it with you and uh I think that's it's a pretty cool asset that we have here with the Sharks. All right. Um, you're going to finally get to play pro this year. Uh, what's your goal for the Barracuda, the season with the Barracuda? I mean, I, I don't want to set any expectations. I kind of want to just go in there with an open mindset to just go up, show there, show up there every day and work mm-hmm. as hard as I can. And and I feel like the the best things come for those who work the hardest. So just uh, any extra work I can be putting in or just contributing up and down the lineup wherever they need me to fit in. I want to, I want to be that player who can be relied on in all, uh, all situations. And then the end goal, my, my biggest goal would be to contribute to uh, make the playoffs. Obviously it's been a little bit of a tough goal uh, as of late, but uh, this, it's a young team that uh, has a lot of character. And I, I think, uh, I think this year it could be turned around and, and definitely start going in the right direction. So I think that's uh, one of my main focuses for sure. Yeah, I mean, you you mentioned the playoffs, and they just missed the playoffs last season, right? And then um, I think this year you're going to have a lot of guys kind of entering that year two. You know, you look at guys like Robbins and Gushin and Co. and Wiseblad, all those guys kind of be going year two. You're probably you know going to be added into there as well. And you feel, I think, the organization feels really good about this group of guys going forward, and they want all you all you young guys to kind of grow and develop together, right? They haven't added a ton of veteran players. I think they're, they're really relying on you young guys to kind of make your marks for the, for this team. And I think a, a playoff push is, uh, you know, I think it's, it'll be good for you guys, right? Yeah. I mean, anytime you can get any sort of experience in the postseason is huge. So, and definitely, yeah, building off that, the prospect pool, that's why you draft every year. So <laughs> I think uh, they've done a good job of it. And uh, now it's up to us to kind of show what we have. All right, guys, before we finish up with Ethan, uh, we talk about kind of off the ice, his golf game, um, all that good stuff. Do want to thank you guys for making Locked On Sharks your first listen. Again, probably part of the Locked On Network. We cover your team every day. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow with a our state of the franchise with the LA Kings. We're going to look at the Kings and how if they're ready to kind of make that jump from dark horse contender to full-fledged contender and why the goaltending is such a huge, huge uh, piece of, of the question for the Kings this year. So uh, make sure you guys are following along wherever you get podcasts. And of course, you can watch on YouTube as well. All right, uh, let's get some off the ice uh, with you, Ethan. So of course, uh, you, uh, if you don't know, uh, Ethan hosts the Showbound podcast, which just hit your 100th episode. Congratulations on that. Uh, I you know, understand the content grind that it is to put out a podcast. So uh, what's the plans for the, the show going now that you've got gotten to 100 episodes? What's the plans now? I mean, yeah, it's definitely going to continue. I'm pretty proud, honestly. It kind of started up uh, as just like a random COVID thing to kill time and and see what, where it would go. And obviously it kind of popped off from there. So I was fortunate enough for that. And 
Um, obviously, that, that's thanks to the fans and everyone who tunes in every week. But uh, no, it'll it'll kind of just be whenever whenever we can get an episode out there. Uh, whenever we're not too busy and stuff like that, just going to kind of monitor that. Obviously it's a big year for myself and first and foremost is performing on the ice and being ready to go every day. So whenever maybe there's some downtime or something like that, doing an episode and then really hammer them out during the summer times. Good, good. All right. Um, so before games, are you uh superstitious, a little stitious or you let it flow guy? Uh, I mean, I'd say I'm a little stitious. Like I'll put all my, all my left gear before my right gear. Um, other than that though, I'm pretty, pretty easy going. Like I, I don't have a set uh, meal. My routine is my routine. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I could go without a nap or I could nap just kind of depends on the day. So I, I think I like to think I'm pretty easy going in that sense. Are you a like headphones guy or you, whatever they're playing in the, the dressing no, room? I, I like to talk with the boys and stuff like that and just i'll go with whatever music's on so i'm cool with that but no i'm not one of those guys who kind of zones in on his own i like to keep it loose uh are you ever the the locker room dj or you let someone else handle those duties uh i know i won't be this year as a rookie that's for sure (laughs) but uh i know in in barry if uh if the boys i was more or less like a kind of a off day type guy i never had the heavy beats to get the boys going before a game but we were coming in on a uh I don't know, on a Tuesday morning and it was going to be a light practice, I'd throw on some country tunes for the boys. I was going to say, yeah, you're, you're, you're a little bit more of the country genre, right? Uh, I think yeah. it's a little bit more kind of low key, you know, you know, you're not, you're not getting as hyped maybe with the country music. So makes sense. Uh, I know the bear could have just announced their country night here coming up later this year, uh, which I know was very successful for them last year. But um, next question. Um, are you a normal person or are you a monster who does not wear socks with their skates? Uh, I'm normal. <laughs> 100%. I could not do that. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, there's occasional, you, you run into them every once in a while. So, um, yeah, sickos. <laughs> I know. I don't know how they could do it. I, they say it's like the best cause it's, it's the best thing ever, but who knows? Um, you mentioned no nap. How about, uh, pregame coffee? Are you a coffee guy? Yeah, typically I'll, I'll stop for a coffee. It doesn't have to be the same coffee. Maybe a French vanilla. Mm-hmm. It's fall. Maybe mix it up with some uh, pumpkin spice. Get the stuff pumpkin spice. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say hot or iced, or just depends uh, on the mood. Oh, I mean, back in Barrie, it was pretty cold, so I'd normally go hot. But now in San Jose, I I'll probably be going iced coffee a lot, as it's already hot enough out. <laughs> i know um yeah i was gonna ask i mean i know you're a huge golfer right and how how nice is it you're gonna be able to play golf year round now right yeah i'm looking forward to it i'm actually getting out for my uh first round uh in san jose for the for this year so uh today so I'm gonna hit the links after this so i'm really looking forward to that but uh i know ko's no, good are you going with have you played with ko yet i'm going i've played with him a few times when i've been here so i'm playing with him today so i'll have okay. to report back yeah, I, I know he's very good. So, but I, from what I hear, you're you're pretty good as well. So, I'd, I'm not sure the best player. I know for a while it was Megna was the best player on the Barracuda. I don't know who the best golfer is on the on the Barracuda right now. So, uh, maybe that throne is available for you. You can go make a run for it right now. So, um, yeah, I'll get you out of here. Last question. Um, other than golf, what's your kind of favorite uh, off season activity? I mean, I, I love spending time with uh, my family and friends, and, and typically we do that up at the cottage, or whether it be wake surfing or uh, hydro surfing, stuff like that. Just like 
doing the simple stuff, just playing kind of like backyard games, like washers or Frisbee or just throwing the football around. We have so much fun doing that in the summer. So my ideal day would just be kind of just golfing in the morning and then uh, going out on the boat all day with uh, family and friends and just kind of enjoying the water and, uh, and the nice weather. So yeah, definitely surfing and uh, just backyard games is kind of how I fill most of my time. If uh, if I'm not on the golf course, which is uh, not too often. (laughs) All right, Ethan, uh, you've said all, uh, thank you so much. We look forward to seeing your first season with the, uh, the Barracuda this year and hopefully uh, not too, too long before you're making your NHL, NHL debut. So uh, appreciate uh, best of luck this season, stay healthy and we'll talk to you soon. Yeah, thanks for having me. Really appreciate the time. And uh, yeah, all the best. Thanks. All right, guys. Hope you enjoyed my conversation with Ethan Cardwell. Uh, I think he's going to be a big piece for the the Barracuda this year, especially we're going to have a lot of guys kind of making that year one to year two jump. You know, your Tristan Robbins, your Daniel Hushins, your Wise Watts, your Coat. Like a lot of these guys, and I think Cardwell is going to kind of fit in that middle six for the Barracuda this season. But I uh, wouldn't be surprised by the end of the season, he's playing top six minutes for the Barracuda just once he kind of gets acclimated. Um, you know, we, we know we watching last year, right? You saw got a lot of guys like uh robbins and co maybe kind of struggle here and there and i think you're going to see the same thing from carwell but i wouldn't be surprised if by the end of the season he's going to be a big contributor for the barracuda as they make a i think this is a big year for them to make the playoffs and try to do a little bit of damage in the the ahl this season so um but yeah, I expect Cardwell to to have a good season with the Barracuda, and then I wouldn't be surprised if maybe that uh, 24-25 year is when he makes his uh, NHL debut. Who knows? He could make it this season. I mean, we saw, again, saw Gushin, saw Robbins make their debuts last year. Um, wouldn't be surprised, actually, if maybe Cardwell does play a game or two in the NHL, but then maybe he's kind of the next season is going to be in that kind of like the Robbins blueprint, right, where um, going – Going into this year for for Robbins, where he's expected to kind of be the guy for the Barracuda, I can see that for Cardwell in two seasons and kind of being the guy, and then you know maybe making a uh, by the end of the season being trying to make be a full time NHL player. So, um, but yeah, I got high hopes for Cardwell. I think he's going to be a a good player for the the Sharks organization for years to come. You know, kind of a, a high end third line guy who can pop in some goals for you and maybe maybe a, a second line type of player for the sharks eventually so um that's going to be it for me today uh like i said we'll be back tomorrow with the uh state of the la kings franchise see what's going on down south and if they can kind of go from that uh you know dark horse team to being like a full-fledged contender and why i'm I personally am worried about the goaltending, but uh, we'll see what what Eddie from uh, Locked on Kings has to say. So make sure you guys are following along for that. Again, you can follow the show on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and threads at uh, Locked on Sharks. You can follow me on Twitter and threads at my pry hole. Until tomorrow, bye, friends.